0: Whether you are new to
1: the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is the place for the honest answers to your questions. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist
0: Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis on RadioMD.com. Andrea sometimes gets tired of me going on and on about paleo. But one of the reasons, Andrea, is that actually I just made that up. She loves when I talk about paleo.
1: (laughs) I love you always,
0: Lisa, always. Oh, you're so sweet. One of the reasons is because I have food intolerances, not food allergies. And I find the paleo diet works best for me. Now, that to me kind of feels like a special diet. And there's a lot of different things. And I know that, Andrea, you have a gluten intolerance, right? I do. And dairy as well. Okay, so here to talk about this is a wonderful Lisa Cantier, and she's a passionate, holistic nutritionist, and she helps people live the best lives they can with their food allergies, food intolerances, and helps them with special diets. Hi, Lisa. Hi there. It's so great to have you on. All right, let's jump right in. First of all, what is the difference between a food allergy and a food intolerance?
2: Um, So it's really the difference is how the body reacts. Um, So generally speaking, with an allergy, the body will react quite suddenly, so there's a sudden response, um, whatever it may be, and um, an intolerance is usually a long-lasting response, so it can affect um, your body over the long term.
1: No, that's so interesting you say that, Lisa, because, I mean, I've been intolerant, I guess, or I don't even know if it's allergic to dairy since I'm a little kid. I remember sitting around the table with my parents and I would complain as young as probably 8 or 9 saying every time my mom would serve something with dairy I'd be like I have a stomach ache. and my parents at that time, I mean, who talked about food allergies back then? Yeah, who you know, knew? Mm-hmm. Back then and then my mom would be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Like kind of like not even believing me, right? And then to this day, I mean, I mean, I don't eat dairy now and haven't for many, many years, but I remember my body would react quite suddenly, but I thought it was lactose that I was reacting to. So I wonder, you know, and, you know, I wonder, is it is lactose? Is that an allergy? Is it intolerance? I'm just curious more than, you know, more than anything.
2: So if you have lactose intolerance, um, then what it is, is an intolerance to the sugar in the, in the cow's milk. Um, So it it really depends. I mean, you could have an immediate response where the body has like um, a response let you know, we need to stop. I can't ta- handle this. So you have a reaction and the body is letting you know. Um, if you have an intolerance, then um, over time, it can affect your body and it can cause all kinds of autoimmune issues.
1: Hmm. I know my you husband know is allergic to casein. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying my husband is allergic to, ca- is it, it's casein, right? Lisa, that's how you pronounce it? Right. Casein? casein
0: all right there you go Commado, tomato tomato <laughs> yeah potato potato well, i was gonna Exactly. Let's call the whole thing off, but not this. Okay. This is a good conversation. Now, I was going to say that for me, it's more of an intolerance. It's like people say, oh, do you don't eat gluten? It's like, no, I can eat a bowl of brown rice. I can eat uh, lots of gluten-free grains, and they still kind of make me sleepy. So that's why I, I eat a little bit here and there. Like I can tolerate amaranth in small amounts, quinoa in small amounts, but I really do better with lots of vegetables, some fruit, seeds, and, and, and grass-fed meats and things like that. Have you found more people are turning to paleo who have gluten sensitivities or other grain sensitivities in your experience?
2: Absolutely. Um, Different people are turning to more grain-free and paleo-type diets. Um, Those who have celiac disease, those who have gluten intolerance, There's such a wide spectrum. Um, But I am hearing more and more from people saying that they're doing better getting rid of more grains. And it makes a lot of sense when you think about what grains are (laughs) in terms of macronutrient and how they affect the body. No, and the types of celiac. greens that we're eating today and the whole GMO issue. So there's so many pieces to a big, huge puzzle.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. When it comes to GMOs, absolutely. Now yeah. You have celiac disease. Tell us a little bit about living with it and explain to our listeners what exactly it means and how you live your day-to-day life.
2: Sure. So celiac disease affects about 1% of the population. In North America and it's an autoimmune disease whereby a person like me who has the disease is intolerant to gluten and gluten is a protein found in grains like wheat, barley, rye, contaminated oats and what happens is when um, we consume gluten Um, basically there is an attack on our digestive system, so specifically the villi. And the villi is sort of like a little carpet inside of our colon, and it helps us to absorb our nutrients so that we can be healthy and vibrant. Um, But for people who have celiac disease, the villi gets attacked, and it literally, it's autoimmune, so the body attacks itself, wears down that little carpet so that it becomes bare and then we can't absorb our nutrients. So then depending on the person, because it affects everyone differently in terms of what you're absorbing, because we all eat different foods, so um, we, people with celiac disease can exhibit up to 300 different symptoms, and it can be from mild to severe. I've even heard about people who their villi is completely um, flat, and they have no symptoms at all with celiac disease. So it's quite um, it's quite a, a wide range of uh, of how a celiac can present.
0: Yeah, we had Jennifer Esposito on the show. She's an actress, and boy, she mm-hmm. was so devastated by the disease. Yeah. And then the response: mm-hmm. Do you still get people who kind of chuckle and say, well, "Ah, you just eat some wheat and get over it"?
2: Oh, I mean, not with me. <laughs> they know they'd be in big trouble. <laughs> but oh, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are. I still think that it's interesting, there's so much information out there. And there's so much awareness. And there's nonprofit organizations, several in the US and in Canada, we have the Canadian Celiac Association. But yet, there's still seems to be this lack of understanding and this lack of awareness, which is really interesting.
1: Lisa, you, you know, in your bio, you talk about working with clients in Advanced Integrative and Functional Medicine Clinic. Tell us a little bit about what functional medicine is.
2: Um, So basically, as opposed to modern medicine, a functional uh, and or integrative doctor looks at uh, the whole person very much like a holistic nutritionist will look at the whole picture. So, mind, body, soul, you know, how's your lifestyle? How are you sleeping? How are your stress levels? And it's that kind of an approach that the doctor will take. So, diet is taken very seriously and it's a big part of the treatment plan.
1: Can you share with our listeners a little bit, you know, what should they be looking for? So, someone might be listening and go, hmm, I don't even know if I have celiac disease or not. What are some of the side effects or symptoms people experience? who might have or might be suffering from, let's say, celiac and versus, let's say, a gluten intolerance?
2: Sure. So with celiac disease, it tends to be somewhat of a spectrum. So you could have a mild um, sensitivity to gluten on the very, you know, on one end of the spectrum, Uh, all the way I see celiac disease at the end of the spectrum being the most severe intolerance to gluten. Um, So Like I said before, there are so many symptoms of celiac disease. When I was first diagnosed, I was 18 months old, and it was like the 1970s, the late 1970s. And back then, the symptoms were considered to be very classic. So it was very much abdominal issues, bloating, gas, chronic diarrhea, things like that, not so fun to talk about. Um, And today... um, the symptoms are much more, um, they vary quite a bit from how it used to be. So I think a lot of people still think if they don't have diarrhea or gas or bloating after they eat, then it's probably not celiac disease, and that couldn't be more far from the truth. So um, like you were mentioning earlier, Lisa, that you sometimes feel um, sleepy when you eat certain grains. That yes. that symptom has become a lot more common. So people are feeling mm-hmm brain fog you know,
1: li- and fatigue and things like yes. that um you know, so lisa yes we're at it we're out of time for today unfortunately but we're going to have you back because the show is goes by so quickly but i think this information is super important so we're going to have you back really soon if you want to learn more about lisa you can visit her website at lisacantier.com and on twitter at lisa cantier and her sp- spelled c-a-n-t-k-i-e-r i'm andrea donsky with lisa davis stay well